Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Hey, before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going, and they've been nice enough to offer some exclusive discounts for our listeners. Now, if you've watched us on YouTube, you all know how we love to display our kicks when we're not rocking them. Sneaker Throne makes sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights, drop side cases to showcase your entire shoe, not just the heel, not just the toe, shoe trees, a number of other sneaker-related accessories. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code HISTORY. You can find a link to Sneaker Throne in the description, or you can just head to sneakerhistory.com slash sneakerthrone, and it will send you directly to their site. Again, that's 10% off with the code HISTORY. Our friends at Prospect are the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. One of my favorite places. Prospect is not your typical hypebeast haven, though. They carry classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Puma, Saucony, as well as local and globally known streetwear brands like Belief, Illust, Rottweiler, Stussy, and many others. Not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dago collection. If you're a listener of the podcast, you can save 10% on all of your orders from Prospect through their website with the code HISTORY10. That's promo code HISTORY10 at prspctsd.com. Now, if you're a Patreon supporter or a member of our Discord community, you already know about Kicks with V Hot Sauce and his small batch locally sourced hot sauce. V has been one of the biggest supporters of sneaker history and the podcast since the early days. And his hot sauce has been a huge hit with the community. To celebrate the launch of his new coffee habanero flavor hot sauce and his new habanero honey, my personal favorite, he's given an exclusive discount to our podcast listeners. The first 50 people to use the code SneakerHistory10 will save 10% on their order from KicksWithVHots.com. That's SneakerHistory10 at KicksWithVHots.com. If you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with our community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at SneakerHistory.com. And we'll get back to you with information about how we can partner. And now for today's episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! LeBron James with no regard for human life. Seconds. Bryant for the win. Iverson against Gill. The crowd on its feet. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Got a two-man show. Me and my my guy, Robbie, are going to talk some kicks. Talk a little bit about transitioning from summer kicks to fall kicks. So I think it's going to be a good episode. I know I got some stuff to share that uh, I haven't pulled out for a while. So it was good, man. How you doing? This is like if Tyson and Holyfield (laughs) went from squaring up to side by side, shoulder to shoulder. So... I'm good. I'm excited. This was a, I tried to record this in an inside my closet episode, but my internet just didn't want to connect to inside of the closet. So I thought since it was a shorter crew today, let's have a show and tell. Let's show off. It's that kind of, it's that time of the year, right? Where 
nighttime's getting colder, daytime's still kind of warm. Maybe you're starting to get some actual weather with rain and whatnot coming at you. So, like, some of the summertime shoes can't be worn anymore. So it got yep. me thinking of, like, you know, three or four of each, your favorite summer shoes and your favorite win- fall shoes to kind of bridge this gap. Yeah, man. I uh, it, it definitely made me think, too, because... I guess because of the pandemic, I haven't really thought much about it. And it's still hot and smoke-filled air down here in Sacramento. So it was good to like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's what I would normally pull out about now. Portland has been chilly at night and in the morning. I've been pulling out a hoodie at those times of the day. So initially, I wanted to do three of each. But Nick said he had a fourth. I actually have a fourth, too. And I'm going to use my fourth to kind of just bridge a gap. Because you have some shoes like these. Right, the white cement fours, where it's like obviously summertime fresh very easily, but the gray with the black and the leather makes it very easy to clean in the fall time. So if you scuff this up or you jump in mud right here, the laces might get toasted, but everything else is will survive. This will do very well in both summer and fall. So like, not every shoe is specifically one or the other, but this is one where I thought specifically like, man. The colorway is definitely more fall and like the durability is fall, but honestly it's a white low top Jordan. That's summertime all day. That's Will Smith all yep. day. Yeah. That's a good call, man. I think, I think Jordans in general are, are pretty versatile when it comes to a lot of the, the, the silhouettes that have at least leather, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I used to wear like cement threes as like full on like rain oh, yeah. boots when I lived in New York and I mean, I regret that now because they got destroyed and didn't survive. I mean, I should probably have somebody bring them back to life. But yeah, it's a good Off call. the top threes are a really good one, and twelves are, I think, one of the best ever because you get the ankle protection, you get a little splash guard, and that's full leather and then rubber along, like you know, the toe box region. So it's yep. like very, very durable. The only thing that's not good is think like the 11 that patent leather you know that gets scuffed up fall time leaves you're gonna see those scratches like piano black in a car you're gonna see that not you're gonna see it like that patent leather on the concord not as good but uh we digress let's start with summer though what's what's one of nick's favorite summertime wears doesn't have to be new it could be new could be borrowed i mean this is the ultimate like default summer shoe for me this is the White and silver or white, white, triple white, whatever. Depends on who you ask and what year they came out. But question lows, all leather, all white. Mm. I pretty much have like this pair. I still have a couple other dead stock pairs. Like every time this particular colorway comes out in some variation, because sometimes it's like, you know, maybe maybe the outsole's gum or something. Mm -hmm. But that's my that's my go to for summer. Um, This is the first year that I haven't actually posted it on social media and been like, Hey, it's summertime. Cause I try to, but every, everything has been out of whack with the pandemic. So, so what's funny about that question low is that so many other iconic shoes think the Jordan one, um, air force one doesn't count, but think like air max 90 air max one stuff like that. They try to do an all white shoe and it looks good, but like, I think the question specifically, just like, looks like it should have been white. It could have been white from the jump. It could have had red toe from the jump. That shoe just lends itself to color or lack of color so well. It doesn't feel forced. 
you can release that every time alongside an Air Force One in white and white, and it would go hand in hand. Yeah, I agree, man. How about you? What's one of your go-tos? Man, so... I brought up the white and white Air Force One because one of my go-tos, a couple friends of ours will swear by this shoe. The John Elliott Air Force One in white and white from 2018. I got lucky and got these on in the pandemic, literally the last size he had on his website for 150. Like there wasn't any other size other than a 12. It was meant to be. But double tongue, double stitch here before doubling things were cool. It's really kind of this this sun right here is crazy right now, but there's no branding on the heel. There's no Air Force One branding. Just super clean. I love wearing it. And Real it's got he- a crazy cushioning, right? Crazy cushioning. It's so soft in there. The one bad thing about it is it has a material of the foam where it left to catch your sock. So it'll pull uh, yeah. your sock with a little too much grip. And real sneakerheads know the Dubray lace tip issue where you're walking. It clinkety clackety's kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> really bad. These laces are long, so it clinks super bad. Um, but they're so clean. Great shoe. And just, I highly recommend buying a pair. If they ever do a reissue, highly recommend. I wouldn't pay 300 for them, but I wouldn't pay yeah, 300 man. for most Air Force Ones. That's a, that's a, I mean, Mitch Jacobs, you know, not, not as big in the sneakers as he was, you know, in the last few years, but used to like swear by that shoe. And, you know, definitely, ha- I mean, I'm not an Air Force One person. I own a couple, but I don't, I, I would never wear them. But that shoe, man, it is really nice. It it actually had me like looking for him in my size online once he picked up a couple of them. I was like, what's oh. funny is him and Jock both inspired me. But what's even funnier is like I am the complete opposite of like a 07 Air Force One kind of guy. Like I will not wear a black on black or a white on white Air Force One at this point in the sneaker collecting. There's no fucking there's no point in buying a white and white Air Force One unless it has something special. It has to have a color, it has to have a story, it has to have something. So that's the closest yeah. to Robbie's ever going to get to a white on white like 07 Air Force One. Yep. Uh so the next shoe for me summer wise, uh I mean, let me see here. I just pulled these out again, but like, I know you, you agree with me. The Ultra Boost is like the perfect summer, low top, easy to slip on and off. Prime it. Yeah. Crazy soft cushioning. I, I mean, there's been a handful of people who have said it's not comfortable throughout the years, but I think the general consensus is it's about 90% of the people that wear that shoe are like, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. So that's, say that's higher always than one of my summer shoes. Yeah, it might even be like 99. You're smoking crack <laughs> if you're like, no, nah, this shoe isn't comfortable. I can get you not liking how plush it is because when you run, I've ran in it a couple times. When you run in like an on or a brook shoe, there's just so much more stability there that all that yep. particular OG is all, it's it's too mushy. But yep. for walking everyday wear unparalleled. The, the mush is welcomed. The one bad thing is in the summertime that um, continental rubber burns the hell out. Like those do not last. And you're walking on boost. Like I get yeah. you want it to feel like you're walking on boost, but that rubber will burn in high degree climates and you will literally be walking on boost. Yep. Definitely. Weird thing. They go um, quickly. So one of my favorites, I brought this up many. I'll bring the shoe up whenever I can, whenever it's relevant to bring up the shoe. 
I think about it past couple of days. I've been thinking about it more, probably top 10 Jordans ever conceived in Robbie's book. Damn cherry 12, man. I said it 12 and it's fucking, it's an, it's an 11. So that's how excited I was. I got the name wrong, but it's the cherry 11 low did not originally release in 95. We got the, the polarizing IE. We should have just had this in low top form, honestly, but this is like the perfect, this is the slam magazine shoe. This is like the shoe I saw on every sneaker blog for damn near 15, for literally 15 years. They came out in 2016. So 15 years, I had to look at this shoe and not own it. And it hurt me and it hurt and it hurt. It hurts no more. So good. This it's the right color bulls red. It's like the, there's like a darker bulls and you know, like the older, there's like the earlier, like cursive bull. This is yep. like mm, creme de la creme bulls red. White, just the little red jump man on there. I can go on and on all day. Just I know you're not the biggest fan of the eleven low, but God, it, it's it is like the, a great <sighs> summer shoe though, right? Like I had the uh, the UNCs or whatever they were, you know, so when they first retroed, right? And I mean, I wore them into the ground. Like it was just like, oh, this is too easy. And I think too, like there's something about the eleven low to me, and I like the IE obviously more than you, but like the eleven low to me feels like. It's almost like you're less afraid to ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. you get 11, like an 11 mid, right? Like, especially an OG colorway. I have like Concords from 2011. I've probably worn them 10 times in 10 years. You know, like I just don't, I don't want to risk like beating them up or destroying them somehow. I love wearing them, but like, I also have a ton of other sneakers. I'd rather look at Concord 11s or Space Jams than yeah. wear them. So like 11 lows are kind of that like, oh, this is cool. Like, I don't feel like I'll never see 11 lows again, even though like it's been a long time since we've seen that colorway. But like, I feel like it's it's wearable in some weird way what's, compared to the mid. What's odd, I feel like it, the 11 lows like a pina colada. Like who's going to be drinking a pina colada in December? Like just like who's going to be wearing cherry 12? I, mean, tw- I keep saying 12 cherry 11s. In the middle of December, you're going to get that white all messed up. That's going to get ruined. Definitely, it's a summer shoe. I'm embarrassed to say I probably owned 9 or 10 11 lows in my life. I love the 11 low. But they, I only, that's why I got rid of most of them. I only wear them, you know, hypothetically. There's like a three-month window. And when, you're, and when you're shooting against 12 other players, you know, it's, it's hard to break through. Well, I think that's the interesting thing, because when I was starting to think about this, because I figure we should do like a winter and spring version of this in like six months. Right. Where we talk about the shoes we're wearing, because there's definitely sneakers that are like the default for me. Oh, yeah. To get through like actual rainy weather. But being in California, we just don't deal with it as much. And it's never as like consistent or as extreme as other places. So the summer's really long here. So like my closet would look like the opposite of someone living in you know, a normal person living in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I still was wearing fucking sneakers walking around in the slush out there when I was living out there, but it is what it is. That's a great <laughs> to do it. You'll see all my boot options. We will definitely revisit that. Yeah. What's your next summer shoe? All right. So my next summer shoe is kind of like one of my favorite shoes of all time. Not necessarily this colorway, but I figure I'd pull out a crazy colorway just to showcase it. This is the, uh, concepts Versace inspired, Reebok Pump Fury, but the Pump Fury in general is just a, a default summer shoe for me. 
Um, this colorway is is almost too crazy to wear, but oh. uh, random. If I'll throw this, up, I'll throw a picture up. But uh, I was talking to one of the guys who used to work at Comp Concepts, Tom, about that shoe before they made that shoe, and that this particular colorway is actually inspired by a photo of Tupac and E40 and Tupac's wearing a Versace a silk Versace shirt that looks like just like this which didn't really make it into the uh the full story for the brands or whatever that made it out there but I can't remember when this one came out but it's just a it's just such a wild shoe I mean like look at this carbon fiber it's bananas like uh, still like going back to the last episode 2000 or 1994, like that much carbon fiber in 1994. Like it's just crazy to me. So pump theories, most of the time, depending on the material, they're also fairly breathable, you know, like not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of sweat, not a whole lot of stank that comes with it. Like some sneakers. So that colorway, if it went to a 10 out of 10, it would have been underdoing it. You have to go like to a 12 out of 10 and it works. <laughs> yep. Yep. It really does work. I'll have to look more into that or look for the photos you post because I'm not familiar with that shoe, but very interested. Very, very bright and colorful. Yep. Mine are obviously like all white shoes, not very creative for the most part. But my last one here is the Air Max Pre-Day. I've actually been wearing this a lot this summer, and I was initially not a fan of this model. And as I've worn it more and more, I like it. Here's here's why. Here's some weird things. So it's like it's a very angular shoe, right? So a lot of it's like hard yeah. lines. But on the toe, you have this really weird, not weird, but like an embossed like semicircle here, which I think is really cool. You have a circle on the back. Man, this sun is just killing my shoe showing off right now. But there's there's a circle here in the back. There's also a whole bunch of little perforations through the tongue, adding more circles. So, I didn't know that. yeah, right. It's the little things I'm, I'm wearing them. I'm looking down at my feet like, oh, it's a circle right there on the front. And just like I appreciate any shoe that makes me go, huh, when I'm wearing them like, hey, I didn't notice that. Or, hey, that's actually a pool tab. That's actually like useful putting this shoe on. I thought it was just kind of a cool thing. And life's little things. Right. I just realized there's a little swoosh on the back and the rubber. You can't see it right now, but it's kind of like hidden underneath the lip. I'm like, huh, that's also cool. So little things that make you say, huh. But very comfortable. These will for sure be returning next summer. Uh, very nice. I think this is an LX version. I don't understand why it's an LX. What Having was retail on those? Do you remember? I think they're 120. Yeah, that's very a reasonable. And they'll go yeah. on sale, like for real. They've released enough of these colorways. Some pop off more than others. You'll be able to find one. But they seem like the old school, like the old Nike cursive logo. Yeah. It's very clean. Nothing crazy. So many people. Um, I'm gonna go back to shock just one more time. Cause I was fanboying watching one of his videos yesterday and he was talking about how, um, one of the sneaker vlogs was saying that their back to school guide included things like easy foams and like $700 Syracuse dunk lows. And it's like really crazy dumb shit where it's just like, what, what 14 year old has that kind of stuff. And no 14 year old needs to be told that they need a $700 shoe to be cool yep. or like to be accepted. So like a uh, hundred and like yeah, 120 bucks. Some of my other ones here um, aren't that cheap anymore, but like you can find dope stuff to try something different. Like be the kid who had like the cool air max bubble 
and be yeah. a little different. Like you don't have to go buy crazy expensive shoes. Yeah, man, 100% agree. It's crazy. Who's going to tell some kid to go spend? Yeah, I was like, there's, <laughs> I mean, there should be rules. If there's going to be a back-to-school guide, I get that StockX exists. And they even reference StockX on MSNBC all the time when talking about anything. Yep. Resale platforms. Like, I get it. It exists. It's that it's that well penetrated into the consumer space. But if you're going to make a list for minors, that shit should have to be like foot sites, like direct retail sites. Stuff that kids can actually get for like less than yeah. two hundred fifty bucks. Totally Anywho. agree, man. Totally agree. All right, well, you want to start us off with a uh, with with fall? Yeah. Um, should we go hype, classic, or weird? I'm going to start with weird. So. I'll start weird too. We'll we'll, we'll right. both go weird. This isn't even that weird. It has a supreme collab, but 1997's Air Humera, one of the weirdest shoes. I was thinking Nike's catalog. This pair specifically, and I think most of them in existence, has this carpet felt like midsole. Yep. And I remember specifically dogging on the neon Air Jordan Force for having like material on the side. That's the dumbest thing ever. I love it on these. <laughs> I also paid like $40 for these. So it's a much different situation than the pair of Jordans. But really yep. weird, funky colorway. I think from 2017 or something like that. Um, it's like purple, gray, carpet. But these, to your point earlier, if I'm wearing a sneaker in the fall, this is the kind of sneaker I'm wearing. This can take a beating. Really weird, kind of like eggshell cream laces. It's a weird-ass shoe. Whoever colored these, I it like It works, you. though. Yeah, yeah no, it's great. It, that's that's like, the best It's totally thing. weird, but it's totally awesome. Like, it all comes together, right? It like, works that's so well. And, like, the yep. cool, like, trail, ACG. I don't think this was a part of ACG, though. I think this was just, like, Nike trail stuff. Um, but yeah, super weird, but super works. Nice grip. Yep. Very nice. All right. So my first fall shoe, I, uh, I just usually think of like being out when it's dark, right? Cause it's not like you're like, Oh, it's five o'clock, six o'clock and I'm home. You're still mm -hmm. out and about doing stuff. So I kind of am more about 3M than I am this particular shoe, <laughs> but this is a, this was actually a Puma R698, uh, just all 3M version. But I usually pull out random 3M stuff. You know, there's been so many shoes that have, like, crazy amounts of 3M throughout the years. And I just love that shit. I, like, I don't know what it is about it. Like, 3M, glow in the dark. Like, there's a sucker born every minute, and I was born for those things, basically. So, like, the ugliest shoe could just become like a must have for me just because it's 3M or neon or some weird combination of the two. Two questions for you. Cause I couldn't tell from you holding them up. Is it more of like a softer, like puffy jacket 3M or is it like harder? Think Jordan brand, like Jordan three, 3M. So this is, uh, this is actually like, I would say, uh, more like, a like the, the toe box is kind of like a ripstop material okay. um and then this is almost like a it's almost like a it's it's not not vinyl but it's almost like a, a you know a plasticky like I know it's exactly not water repellent about. but it feels like it could be water repellent mm -hmm. um but the whole thing is 3m you know like i don't know if i can show that but i'll try to take a picture and, and showcase it 
But like this, the R698 is just like a cheap runner from Puma from the 90s that I just love. It's stupid comfortable. It's kind of like, an, it, you know, comparatively, it's like an Air Max 1 or something, but you can get them for 30 or 40 bucks. And then occasionally they have cool collabs. You know, I think I'm pretty sure, you know, I don't know, like the, the same stuff from Puma, like the uh, everything prior to their disc system, like the, uh, you know, has become collaborative shoes. So like ICNY, which is no longer around, but like the, the Mike Sherman that started Chinatown Market had a company called ICNY, which was like based on riding bicycles. You know, me and my brother and his kids and stuff are pretty big into cycling. So it made sense for me to have like those. I, I couldn't find those, but I have them somewhere. Um, also another all reflective shoe, but like that kind of, I just think that like, I think of that with fall and, you know, whatever shoe it is, it doesn't really matter. Like if I got a, a 3M Air Max one or Air Max 90, that'd be dope too. But this was the one that came to mind when you, when you mentioned the, the topic for today. So the second question is more not serious, but have you ever seen that video Oops. where it's this couple running in the snow and they're being interviewed by the, by the news. And she's like, yeah, it's, it's like, the snow's a great time. It's like, it's, it's softer on your knees. And she goes like 15 steps and just eats crap. Yeah. The yep. local news clip. <laughs> she's running like a 3M jacket. And every time I see 3M shoes, I always yeah. think of her. So thank you lady for eating it yep. and forever <laughs> making me laugh until I die. Um, so this next one is, I guess the opposite. Cause these are not going to help you help you. They're not going to help you be seen. And the materials are not really conducive to fall time either. The 90s were just a weird-ass time. 1992's finest, Bordeaux 7. Nice. And, like, it's funny. This is released as a summer sh- I mean, you wear this on the court, like, the hair, any other 7 released that year. It's not it's particularly yep. a fall colorway. But to me, this gray-Bordeaux-black combination, the grays, uh, there's multiple hues of gray in here, charcoals, screams fall time. This does not do very well in the fall. This can get very easily messed up. So I'm very, I check the weather before I leave. Let's put it that way. Very, yeah. <laughs> very sure to check weather.com before I go. And then like, I hate wearing sevens. I've, I'm the original owner of these. I got them from Nike when they came out. But like that toe box is already looking a little puffy. I, ca- I call them clown toes where, you know, where it's like just from just here yeah. up. So it's puffing up a little bit like a clown shoe. It's like, mm, hate that. But just the colorway is so – oh, the olive on the back. I always forget olive and Bordeaux on the back. Like what Tinker was smoking in 92, I don't know. But just – It was good. It was good. <laughs> it was really good. And and even the Bordeaux 6 that comes out or depending on when this airs came out recently, I think it's a great take on this. Go check out Nightwing's review on it. He did a very good breakdown on it. But the Bordeaux 7 just screams fall while saying – Check the damn weather because you will be upset if you F these up. Because I don't know when these are going to retro. It's one of those OG colorways, right, where it's an OG. People love OGs. They respect OGs. But it's not like a bread one where it's going to come back every five years. That's more of a – let me think. I think 2011 and then 2017. So that's that's only six years. Huh. Yeah. But still, that's not going to be, you know – an everyday name in any Jordan heads favorite shoes ever. Maybe it is, you know, you're from Chicago and you were really drunk at that champion. Who knows? You have a memory with the shoe, but for for the most part, I would say on the lower end of the, 
OG Spectrum, but still very, very good. Yeah, that's actually, I mean, my brother's not as into sneakers as he once was, but that was actually my brother's first pair of Jordans. So I I, I actually tried to get a pair and and didn't wasn't able to get his size. And then, like, every time I see it now, it's just like, I should get one of those. It's just, so I don't good. Have, I don't have any sevens right now. So, you know, <sighs> normally I have, like, try to keep at least, like, one of everything. See, what Jordan Brand's been doing so stash. well, and it kills me, is like, I thought the Hair 6 was super good based off of the Hair 7. I think the Bordeaux 6, the same thing is based. They're they're yep. mixing and maxing, maxing, mixing and matching colorways really well recently with models. So hope to see yeah, more of that. Yeah, those 6s look great too. I mean, I don't know that I would spend full retail on them, but if I got them for 150 uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that, maybe. But all right, so this is not necessarily a fall shoe but the colors remind me of fall and i don't know it's definitely not a fall shoe now that i think about it but the colors just make me think of hey it. it's so your this list is the, this is the extra butter uh reebok ventilator street meat based off the halal guys carts in new york city um mine are pretty beat up because i got them uh they released in in like february or something so um, I got them and immediately wore them and immediately got rained on while in line at the Halal Guys cart on, uh, what is it, 56th and 3rd or something like that, 55th and 3rd. I can't remember. I haven't lived in New York for a few years, but there's one spot that like is, was like the go-to spot. So this is just, I mean, I just think this is like a beautiful shoe in like the funkiest colors possible, man. Like it also makes me hungry as shit and I'm going to have to drive 30 minutes to get Halal Guys now. So there's that. You have one out in Sacramento too? <laughs> yeah, we got one uh, in Davis. Yeah. Man, yep. I found out Vegas had one a couple months ago. Oh, I need to go there. I've never yeah. had it, but it's so popular. I've seen it on like Food Insider and stuff like that. Dude, it's so good. And it's just like, it's so simple. It's like rice, lettuce, tomatoes, and meat. Mm-hmm. And you put some like kind of, you know, it's like a ranch-like sauce. They're white sauce, kind of like ranch. And their hot sauce is spicy as hell, but you know, that's a part of the experience, you know, like, like, so imagine like living in New York city, like this is, this is like what I think of every time I see this shoe, I lived in New York city for, you know, a year and a half, two years, lived in Brooklyn. I work super long hours working for complex. I was doing like side things for Foot Locker. Like I was in the city and then I would go home super late, but being someone not from New York, I wanted to explore and see the city while I was there because I knew I wasn't going to live there forever. And who knows if I move back again. But instead of like taking the subway home or whatever, like people are like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going back to my borough, wherever I live at. So people are just like out of the city, like they're trying to get out of the city or they're there for the nightlife. Right. I'm not there for the nightlife at all. I mean, I did some stuff, but like generally speaking, I'm pretty low key. So I would say probably two or three nights a week, I would take the subway up to like 53rd or whatever it is and uh, get halal guys, sit there and eat at like eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and then walk all the way to downtown. And sometimes I'd even walk all the way back to Brooklyn just because I wanted to see the shit, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's West skyscrapers and everything like that old dog pound album, you know, Oh shit. <laughs> like an old dog, you know you're you have a good memory. It was fifty third, West fifty third. 
Yeah, 53rd and 6th or between 5th and 6th or something like that. I can't remember. My mouth is watering, too. (laughs) Anywho, my last shoe here, it definitely is a fall shoe. It almost has a fall holiday in its name. This is what I'll keep it. I'll keep it two Virgils with you. Like the dunks aren't it. This is these are it. The old. I mean, it's just like any line. I love undefeated. I buy a lot of undefeated stuff. They have a lot of my money, but not every undefeated hit is a hit. Not every drop is a hit. Like Virgil is human. These dunks, in my opinion, are just. Even if I hit on one, I would use it immediately for trade bait. It's like, all right, what can I, <laughs> what can I use that for to get a different Virgil? Yep. But the All Hallows Eve Blazer High, um, it's, it speaks for itself. It's a fantastic shoe. I wear them. I swear. See, look, they're dirty. I actually wear the shoe. Very important to me. I actually have um, Spenko fat-ass insoles in them because these shoes are grossly uncomfortable. <laughs> like, they're... I don't know if you ever worn a pair of blazers or recently and you have old man feet but like i had to put like straight up like real insoles in (laughs) these because they are not comfortable like straight up it's not doing it and it's funny taking that out the shoe was so much lighter wow so i guess you you give up something right you give up weight for cushioning but i'm not trying to outrun anybody in this shoe so i'll be walking slowly but fantastic i like this of all the blazers the white one looks too much like a white blazer you can get anywhere the black one i don't like the material it's the same material as this but the it in black doesn't look as good the orange with the eggshell just a unique unique colorway which is you know isn't it's dingy right everything in the fall is kind yeah. of dingy nothing white is really white it's dying it's changing yep so that's where i'm gonna end all right. Well, I got I got two more. Oh yeah. But uh, I got just like kind of a basic old school Saucony runner, the shadow. Uh, this is just a colorway that's like I don't remember when this is from. Nick doing probably. it for the people. You got this is a 20, 2013 release. But this is the kind of stuff that I think should be on a back to school list, right? Like yeah. Yo, this is a shoe that like granted, like I have a bunch of Sockonies and I love their runners. But like this is a forty or fifty dollar shoe. If you paid full retail, you might have paid seventy or eighty. But it's it's disposable almost, right? Like you don't have to worry about it, which is what I love about it. The colorway obviously is a good kind of solid, like you know, all fall the, colorway, yeah. little army inspired or military inspired, you know, green and orange. But like just super simple, you know. I think I think like I think beaters should be beaters again. If anything, you know, like we, we got to yeah. this point where like beaters are $300 shoes, you know, it's like, or you're wearing Syracuse dunks that cost $700 and you're beating them up because you want people to think that you have $700 shoes or whatever that reasoning is. But like, to me, it's like, just, just find some like cool, inexpensive shoes. That's what fall is all about. That's what, you know, dealing with rain and all that stuff is all about for me. Nick, the sneaker head of the people bringing out Saucony's. Freebox ventilators, Insta Pump Furies. It's for the people. And but to your point though, of they're really not being beaters anymore, it's frustrating because people don't try. Like, so the pre-day, you buy it in the summer as your clean summertime shoe. You wore it three months, you got some stains on it, you went to a barbecue, you messed them up. Now they should transition into you know, transition to your fall time, you know, a beater. Like mess them up. But people yep. nowadays like 
spray everything they buy with Crit Protect, you know, or whatever shoe sealant you want to spray it with. And they're only spraying that stuff on like the, what, whatever, you know, a rare shoe to, to, to you or somebody might be like a really rare, like, you know, a, a Honda R series, like racing series, Honda car, but like yep. some a billionaire, like shit, a, a, a GT Phantom is like their level. So like everybody yeah. thinks they need, or they need to get their own GT Phantom. Like you don't need to, you don't need to go like always go for the aspirational shoe that they're aspirational. Yep. You're not supposed to always get them, but like Air Max 95s, ventilators, instant pump theories, questions, Sauconies, you go at the right time. They're on sale and they should just be, you know, like you don't have to think about them. That's what's really important. Like those pre days, I don't have to think about when I wear them and this, I'm going to go wear them and go enjoy a pair of shoes. The the blazer I worry about, I, I wear them, but I'm more cautious because I also know it's a thousand dollar shoe versus a hundred dollar shoe. But like bring beaters back, beat your yep. shoes up, just wear them, whatever shoe it is, wear them. Yep. I'm, I'm with it. So I think the other thing for me is like, I don't ever wear Jordan ones in the summertime. Right. So like I just, in the summertime, it's hot from like 90, hundred degrees all the time. I don't want to do any extra work. So I never wear Jordan ones. I don't wear any of my old school, like Reebok pumps. I don't wear anything like, you Hell know, no. like Ewing highs or anything. Cause it's just like, not like summertime. I'm having, I want slip ons. Like I really want just like, as ease of access as I can get. But once fall comes around, this is one of the shoes that I kind of always pull out. Um, that is not necessarily a Jordan one, but like you can kind of see like nineties vibe. Uh, this is a pony M 100, the colorway is from Oct Amsterdam. I think it's 2012 release or something like that. But, um, this is one of those shoes that I think, uh, you know, Gregatron would love in the discord. It's just super fat, super padded, over the top. Uh, so pony just, I think just went under or they might've got bought by a family member again. So they might make a comeback, but Oct did this in, you know, obviously like Nick's inspired colorways, which was interesting because they also use denim on the shoe, which I've never seen on that shoe. The materials on that particular release are super crazy, especially for pony, right? Cause for a long time, pony just made garbage shoes, you know, like they, they, basically we're making stuff for like a, a Payless or a Kmart or a Walmart or something. So once they tried to bring the brand back to like, I'd, I'd say like sneakerhead or, or like streetwear levels of quality, um, they partnered with a bunch of different people. So there's a lot of cool little collabs out there that you could kind of hunt down. Um, and the materials on them are, are actually impressive. Like, I don't know if like, if you can see this on the camera really, but like the, I love like the extra stitching on this toe. Like, I mean, yeah, it's creased a little bit cause I've been wearing them, but you know, like there's like, there's just a lot of, a lot going on with this shoe that, you know, like the materials, the layers, all that stuff. It's, it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of just like a beefed up Jordan one or Adidas conductor or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so it's one of those shoes that I also just only bring out when it's, when it's fall. Cause it's, you know, I'm not going to wear something that high normally in the summertime and that got me thinking about the late, great Biz Marquis. I just watched a video of a clip on Instagram of Bavito on ESPN2 interviewing Biz Marquis and his cardboard boxes full of shoes. And it's like, damn, that's an OG sneakerhead. There's cardboard boxes everywhere full of them. But Bavito's yep. pulling out like ponies and old Asics 
and like you know philas and stuff and and they're reminiscing about oh man like this is tight this is cool this collab's nice that pony is the kind of shoe where like an older sneakerhead is going to pick it up and it's, even if they don't care about pony i could give two craps less about pony i would still pick that up and be like dang this is cool like what is this it, it has that kind of build and i think when you can see the materials are good and you it's something you don't see every day anybody who's really into sneakers for the love of footwear is going to pick a shoe up like that and be like, all right, it might not be for me, but like, you're going to at least rotate it once and be like, huh? Yeah. Okay. You yeah. have to, you have to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. I think the other thing about, you know, like speaking of the collaborations, right? Like collaborations on like not so trendy or not so hot stuff is really a great place. Like if you're, if you're into sneakers, but you're just sick of, you know, either paying resale for dunks or missing out on dunks, there's so many shoes out there that are just kind of a little off the radar from the last, you know, five to 10 years where brands and, and boutiques and like smaller streetwear brands really got to like do some cool shit on shoes mm-hmm. with those. Like, you know, I think of like, you know, the New Balance, the Asics, some of the Pony stuff, a lot of the Saucony collabs, and they get more freedom because those brands are like, hey, you're the you're the boutique. You're the one that knows what's cool. Right. So that's something I think is, uh, you know, super underrated. You can find some really good stuff and definitely under the price points of a lot of the stuff that you're going to pay, you know, even retail for now. Like I was thinking about, like, you know, some of the stuff that. They're, they're a big retailer now, but like bait back in the day, you could get their collabs for 80 to a hundred bucks Super and they make cheap. some incredible shoes. Like they have great storytelling. They did some really cool collabs. And like a lot of people don't care about the older stuff because it, it was like, well, you know, they didn't, they weren't around for the, that era or they weren't paying attention to bait because they were distracted by, you know, not that we aren't all distracted by, you know, whatever Jordan retro comes out or whatever, but or Yeezys or something like that. But like, there's a lot of stuff that, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff that flies under the radar that you can still get for really low prices. So this, to end on that point, even newer stuff. So like Puma is doing an animal crossing release and it's on, uh, what she was again, it's on the wild rider. And it's like, that's a very un, and it's actually, it's one of their newer models. Um, but it's not like a hyped up thing, but I play animal crossing. Somebody wearing a pair of Jordan ones right now, taking an L on sneakers is going to close their cell phone and pick up their Nintendo switch and play animal crossing. There's people who play video games, that video game, take L's on more popular clouds and stuff. And don't even know that they can get a shoe of the thing. They actually have a passion for So it's like, oh, okay, I like shoes and I like animal crossing or my switch, whatever. Like, yep. Draw the two together. You don't always have to be like, you know, chicken necking over the newest Jordan collab coming out. Jordans are great. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But like, you're going to catch L's. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to go pick up your switch and play, you know, scroll a little bit further, find another brand like Puma. Vans does stuff like that all the time. Saucony, yeah. Diodora does really cool, but bait specifically, bait, that's what got me thinking. Bait will just do like an Astro Boy sneaker. I think that's one of their newer ones, like a yeah. Astro Boy yeah. um, came out a couple weeks ago. It's an Adidas skateboarding shoe, I think. Um, but like, and I can't even think of what shoe it is. It's probably like a, a campus evolved or something or something super low key, but there's tons of great collabs from low key Puma. Uh, 
I'm going to say pony, but like, you know, just look around. Yeah. There's tons of good stuff yep. out there. Yeah. And, and I think that too, like there's, there's a lot of other collaborators out there in the boutique world that do really great stuff on a regular basis. You know, like I would say like, you know, extra butter is one of those kind of brand, like boutiques. that's a little bit under the radar for a lot of people, but their collaborations are usually really well done. Oh yeah. Um, sorry. I'm also trying to figure out what, what was that bait? Um, oh, it's the, it's the Montreal 76 is the, is the one punch man. Um, Adidas clap this drop like Montreal 76. It's from this. If you don't know, Bruce Jenner, um, 76 Olympics. That's like where he got his first, like when he was Bruce, like when she was Bruce, um, that whole thing, 76. When was the last time yeah. anybody's even thought about the Montreal 76 by Adidas? No, yep. not one sneaker podcast has said that shoe's name since the 1970s. Yep. It wasn't podcast in 76, but you know, <laughs> there's good under the radar stuff and that has deeper history than you could even know. I only know about all this Montreal stuff. So I was watching documentaries about sports this past week. So very interesting things out there. Go expand your mind. Go look for shoes and documentaries. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, we'll put the link to like to I'll find that uh, the Bobito and Bismarck. Uh, oh, it's because that that'll be a good a good one for people to check out for sure. I'll make so. you cry. I cried. Yeah, I'm not even yep. the biggest Biz fan, but just like seeing like the genuine back and forth. Like they would say they they've known each other for a while, and just like I imagine yep. one day getting to interview somebody really famous who I also know, and it's like oh, let's go through our yeah. our shoe memory lane together, and that's really touching. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely, man. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. If you're not a member of the Patreon and Discord, definitely hit the links in the description wherever you're tuning into this to uh, join. And hopefully we'll see you there uh, before the next episode. Otherwise, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Later. Have a good day. Hey, everyone. This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. We just launched our new merch, including tees, stickers, keychains, and a bunch of other pieces you can grab to show your support for the podcast. You can purchase it now through our companion site, sittingtreasure.com. You can also get access to more episodes of the podcast by joining our Discord community at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Plus, we've got a bunch of other fun things going on in the community, including trivia nights, giveaways, access to sneaker raffles from around the world, release announcements, and my favorite, just good people helping good people get the sneakers they want. Plus, we're not bought by advertisers, investors, or other big money. I'm confident in saying this is the best sneaker community I've ever been a part of. We've also teamed up with a few partners to offer our supporters discounts. You can find some in the links for this episode and even more in our Discord. Give us a try, and if you don't enjoy it, you can always cancel the membership at any time. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of someone showing appreciation. Thank you all for the support, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.